Hey there, thanks for joining us for Markham's latest podcast series, Invisible Strength Next Level. In this series, we're exploring a wide range of construction industry topics and issues. Our guests are all experienced with hands-on real-world challenges. If you're involved in construction, infrastructure, or even asset maintenance, we reckon there'll be something here for you to take away. So, let's get into it. Well, welcome to the latest segment of the Markham Invisible Strength podcast series, Next Level. I'm Brennan Seth from Markham's Bundaberg office, and with us today is Sohail Jahandari, Director of Chem Concrete. Sohail holds a PhD from Western Sydney University, focusing on concrete waterproofing and durability. Welcome, Sohail. Good to have you with us. Thank you, Brendan. I'm super happy to be here. And I wonder if you could introduce yourself, Sal, and give us a bit of uh, your research and industry background. I think you've done a fairly extensive range of research in this area. Sure. Uh, I have a PhD degree focused on concrete waterproofing and durability from Western Sydney University. And uh, I'm also working in concrete industry for almost 15 years. I was born in a civil engineering family where my father and brothers have been running a construction company for now over, say, 30 years. So almost from the age of 12, I've been working in the construction industry. And uh, at that age, because I had no experience or degree in civil engineering, I started my work from the scratch by uh, mostly working during the public or school holidays as a competing laborer. Then uh, at the age of almost uh, 21, I got my bachelor's degree in uh, construction materials. And uh, three years after that, I got my master's degree focused on durability of concrete uh, in exposure to groundwater. Uh, At the same time, I established my own concrete laboratory, which uh, included everyday operation of some concrete testers. And uh, I also managed to secure some uh, research funds from a few governmental agencies to conduct research on concrete durability and exposure to groundwater. Uh, Then, uh, because I was very passionate about concrete waterproofing and durability and had published some top journal articles and books on this topic, uh, I got... uh, full PhD scholarship offer from Western Sydney University. And once again, my PhD research was also focused on integral waterproofing admixtures and concrete durability. Uh, So uh, during many years of research with a team of globally renowned scientists and uh, professors who are highly specialized in concrete waterproofing and durability, we successfully developed a low cost and highly effective integral waterproofing admixture for concrete protection. And with uh, five well-known food professors and eight uh, assistant professors and some engineers, we established Chem Concrete. And since then, we are working on the development, manufacturing, and supplying of integral waterproofing admixtures for concrete protection. Uh, at uh, at Chem Concrete Laboratory, we are also doing some research projects on further development of integral waterproofing admixtures, as well as uh, doing uh, uh, concrete quality control and concrete testing for a few ready mixed concrete suppliers, a few precast concrete factories, and some construction companies. At uh, Chem Concrete, we are also providing on-site supervision and consultancy for a few special projects where <clears throat> their concrete is uh, exposed to extremely harsh environments. Yeah, that's interesting. That's 
good to hear you've been involved in the industry for so much of your life. It shows a lot of experience. I guess a lot of practical experience as much as classroom, you might say. Can you tell us what are the benefits of waterproofing advantages and different methods of developing a waterproof concrete? I guess as opposed to uh, yeah. waterproofing it afterwards, if you know what I mean. Sure, sure. Uh, sure, we, uh, we all know that uh, ingress of water and aggressive liquids is the main reason responsible for, say, over 90% of the physical and chemical degradation of concrete structures and concrete pavements. Uh, this uh, ingress of water shortens the lifespan of concrete and results in an annual cost of billions of dollars to those asset owners and to the national economies. Uh, the two main approaches followed to provide a water-resistant concrete are integral waterproofing and surface protection. The use of uh, integral waterproofing admixtures has uh, several benefits over surface protection because uh, the integrally waterproof concrete is uh, not vulnerable to deterioration. It doesn't require regular maintenance or reapplication. It uh, can be used where surface protection is too complex or impossible to apply, like uh, concrete piles. And also integral waterproofing doesn't result in any additional application costs. Uh, the application is very easy and doesn't include any labor work since uh, it turns the concrete itself into a water barrier. Uh, in general, uh, these integral waterproofing admixtures are classified into four main groups. The first group is uh, water repellent, also known as hydrophobic admixtures. Uh, which are suitable for some applications where concrete is uh, not exposed to hydrostatic water pressure, like concrete pavements. The second group is densifiers, such as supplementary cementitious materials and nanochemicals. These uh, densifiers refine the pore size distribution of concrete and densify the concrete matrix by uh, but those uh, hydrophobic admixtures change the surface tension within cracks and pores to raise the liquid contact angle and thereby resisting absorption. Um, the most widely used densifiers are supplementary cementitious materials such as fly ash, slag, and silica film. And uh, the effectiveness of these uh, densifiers in reducing the water absorption rate of concrete is very limited. And it's proven that they can't reduce the water absorption by over 20%. Uh, that's why the Concrete developed by adding supplementary cementitious materials shouldn't be recognized as the waterproof concrete, uh, not only in my opinion, but also based on the definitions of waterproof concrete. The, mm, the third group is uh, crystalline admixtures. Uh, Well-designed or engineered crystalline admixtures should increase the concrete resistance against water penetration by pore blocking, arising from solids deposition through the chemical reactions. And uh, the last group is a uh, hybrid admixture. Uh, hybrid admixtures or chem concrete uh, integral waterproofing admixture is uh, classified as a hybrid waterproofing admixture, which means that almost all the mechanisms of waterproofing, such as uh, densifiers, water repellent chemicals, um, expanding agents, which uh, act as a pore blocker, nanotechnology, etc., are used in the production process and uh, to the best of our knowledge, this is uh, the only commercial waterproofing admixture where uh, some low-cost chemicals with different uh, waterproofing mechanisms are used. 
Yeah, I see. Well, that's very comprehensive. I hadn't thought about breaking them into the four groups on that way. I find that very helpful. Thank you. Now, what would you say the issues or limitations around the current waterproofing industry of the conventional approaches and reasons why uh, the industry should be considering shifting to admixtures, if that's the right way to express it? Yeah, sure. You know, uh, like every <clears throat> other industry, there are many issues and limitations in integral waterproofing admixtures and waterproof concrete. The, the first issue is that there is uh, there is no uh, globally or generally accepted definition for integral waterproof concrete. Uh, the German Committee on Reinforced Concrete defines waterproof concrete as a concrete with a water absorption rate uh, reduced by more than 50% in comparison to the untreated concrete. Then uh, according to National Corporation of Highway Research Program in the US, the water absorption rate of uh, waterproof concrete should be less than 2.5%. In uh, British standard, it's mentioned that uh, waterproof concrete should have the ability to prevent moisture movement from one place to another. Uh, so far, what's clear is that waterproof concrete should have a very low water absorption rate and permeability. Um, another important issue is that the current standards and guidelines on the durability design of concrete structures have paid uh, little or in some cases no attention to the benefits of integral waterproofing admixtures. Uh, in research, uh, it's very well proven that a good waterproofing admixture can significantly improve the durability and service life of concrete in any harsh environment, such as exposure to uh, seawater, rainwater, chloride, acid, sulfate, salt, uh, freezing thawing, ASR enforcement corrosion, and etc. In uh, Australian durability design standards like AS3600 uh, or 5100 uh, and so on, too much emphasis is put on using fly ash, slag, and silica fume, which uh, have very limited impact on improving the durability when compared to, uh, to an effective uh, integral waterproofing admixture. You know, the uh, idea is very simple. The ingress of uh, water and corrosive chemicals is the most important reason responsible for shortening the uh, durability and lifespan of concrete. So uh, waterproofing admixtures are in fact durability improving admixtures. Uh, another important issue is that in the market, the effectiveness of commercial waterproofing admixtures varies uh, significantly, ranged from ineffective to highly effective admixtures. And again, I think this issue might have uh, originated from the standards. Imagine that in almost uh, every concrete site, uh, we prepare many samples in those uh, cylinders to do the compression testing to make sure that the visible sense of concrete meets that uh, designed MPA. But from, from the concrete treated by integral waterproofing admixtures, we never prepare a sample to do a simple water absorption test or permeability or rapid chloride permeability test to make sure that the admixture is uh, effective in terms of reducing the water absorption of concrete and improving its durability. So I hope to see yeah, it consider it's uh, consider considered in the next uh, say revisions of the standards. 
the third issue could be the lack of a good knowledge among some engineers about the applications of integral water proofing admixtures. We still uh, meet some in design engineers who think that waterproofing admixtures are only suitable for application in uh, concrete water tanks, uh, concrete basements, or bridge decks in those uh, coastal environments. And that's why they only propose uh, the use of waterproofing admixtures in such limited applications. But in reality, waterproofing admixtures should be used in any concrete structure or pavement where concrete can be exposed to water and it doesn't matter if it's a regular rainwater or highly humid environments. Uh, for example, I believe that the best method to improve the durability and extend the lifespan of a concrete pavement is to use uh, an effective integral waterproofing or hydrophobic admixture. But in practice, we almost uh, never see the regular application of these admixtures in concrete pavements or concrete road barriers or uh, concrete curves, concrete pipelines, uh, driveways, etc. And uh, this is why the most uh, important reason responsible for the degradation of concrete in these applications is uh, rainwater, acidic rain, freezing thawing, and ASR. That's why uh, currently waterproofing admixtures are being used in a very small portion of concrete being poured all around the world or in Australia. But a huge portion of this poured concrete is or will be exposed to water and aggressive liquids during its service life. So I'm hoping to see folks considering to use more and more waterproofing admixtures in the future. And here it's important to point out that uh, considering the cost of the projects, the cost of using a waterproofing admixture is almost nothing, but a highly effective integral waterproofing admixture can completely eliminate the repair and renovation costs in the future and at least double or triple the service life of the concrete. Uh, we also have some issues in research sector. For example, uh, there is no a research or commercial waterproofing admixture for geopolymer or one-part geopolymer concrete, which is uh, somehow known as the new generation of concrete. And uh, our research results show that almost none of the current commercial waterproofing admixtures can develop uh, water-resistant geopolymer concrete due to the differences in the chemical reactions and the raw materials used in this uh, type, type of concrete. In uh, recent year, for the first time, we uh, also developed a waterproofing admixture for geopolymer concrete, but uh, it's still mostly suitable to be used under static water pressure, and we are still working to further improve its performance. Uh, there are many issues in concreting sites while pouring waterproof concrete, such as uh, adding high amount of water to the concrete by those uh, concrete truck drivers or pump operators, uh, since uh, sometimes there is no suitable on-site supervision and we are seeing this issue almost every day. Uh, there are many more issues and limitations in this industry, but uh, to cut it short, I will share a review article titled uh, A Comprehensive Review on Integral Water-Resisting Admixtures that we prepared last year and submitted to cement and concrete composites. In uh, that paper, we tried our best to review all the existing knowledge and then discuss all these issues along with uh, many other issues and limitations in this uh, 
in this area. Yeah, that's interesting. I'd be very keen to have a look at the paper you refer to. And yes, we certainly from a, from our point of view, we do see many of the issues that you've been describing in the field. What is the uh, relationship between the invisible strength of concrete and waterproofing and durability? Concrete has its own inherent strengths to some degree, doesn't it? Can you tell us something about those points? Yeah, thanks, Brendan, for this good question. Uh, I love the term invisible strengths used by your Markham. Invisible strengths uh, simply means the durability and service life of concrete, which is, uh, again, directly linked with uh, water absorption rate and permeability of concrete. Uh, research has proved that there is a direct relationship between service life of concrete and its water absorption rate and permeability, which means that uh, the less the water absorption, the more the service life. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's uh, definitely something that we're familiar with. And can you tell us about some of the applications and benefits of what, what uh, the solutions you're working with yourself and what you see positive in the marketplace? Uh, sure. Uh, for the new concreting projects, uh, integral waterproofing admixtures uh, such as your Markham products like uh, Conquer uh, B52 or Acron 300 and also our Chem Concrete Waterproofing Admixture can be added into concrete, make, uh, concrete mix design to significantly extend the service life and durability. Uh, some products like uh, Concrete Conquer B52 uh, seems to be one of the best products in Australia's market for the projects where concrete is uh, mostly exposed to static water pressure. But uh, Acron 300 is an excellent waterproofing admixture to be used in uh, concrete exposed to either static or uh, hydrostatic water pressure, like uh, our Chem Concrete Waterproofing Admixture which uh, works under both uh, static and hydrostatic pressures. But for the existing concrete structures, in my opinion, your uh, spray applied colloidal silica is uh, the best product in the market because uh, unlike other spray applied coatings, the colloidal silica deeply penetrates into the concrete and uh, it doesn't just remain on the surface. Uh, so to some to sum up this, uh, it's for over a decade that almost everyone in both research and concrete industry is trying to find an, uh, an environmentally friendly alternative to ordinary Portland cement concrete like um, geopolymer concrete to alleviate the environmental issues asso uh, associated with the cement production. But so far, very little progress has been made and the application of these uh, types of concrete in uh, practice is very limited. So another more feasible approach to help the environment is to extend the service life of the existing and new concrete structures through waterproofing because uh, by increasing the service life of concrete through waterproofing, there will be a much less demand for cement production and eventually less carbon dioxide emissions, which will generate a direct impact on our environment. Yeah, that's good. I appreciate the share to our products too. Uh, it's certainly a, a field we're very passionate about. 
And what about if you, if any of our listeners would like to get in touch with you, so how, what's the best avenue to reach out to you and find out more? Uh, yes, uh, my email is uh, sohail at uh, chemconcrete.com.au and yeah, they can reach me through that email. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, that's been very good, very informative, very educational session. Any other closing points you particularly wanted to touch on? Thank you so much, Brendan. Thank you for having me. Very much appreciate your time and insights today. And to all our listeners, thank you for your interest and keep your ear out for our next segment.